Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. Let's get started with a word of prayer that we get on with our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for loving us and taking care of us. We thank you for never leaving us alone. We thank you for just always guiding us, Father God. Father God, as we partake in your word today, Father God, we ask you to give us understanding. Help us to apply it to our life. Help us to live godly Christian lives, Father God. Father God, we uh, just thank you and bless you. We, we ask you to bless the uh, people there reading the devotional and bless the ones that are hearing it in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Okay. Key verse today is Ephesians 5 and 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Topic. What role does God have paid for me? Affirmations. I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it. I'm listening for his voice. I'm submitting to God. I'm going boldly before God. I am humble. The Holy Spirit pressed on me heavily about teaching his people how to discern his will for our lives. This might go into too devotional. It might not. It just depends if we can get everything here that will set us up on how to know the will of God. Today's verse says, don't, th don't thoughtlessly act, but understand God's will for your life. We can't do what we want. Our life isn't our own and our plans shouldn't be made without Christ. Everything in our life must go through a process. One day in front of some building I was standing in front of, I saw a bunch of men paving a road. Honestly, I didn't know it was that many steps into paving a road. But each of each set of men that helped with the road had to do a specific part. Each had to connect and talk to the other. It went through a cycle of people, but one couldn't move without the other because if they did, it would have messed up the road or the other man that had to come after the other set. Our life has always need to be pulled right from the primary source, which is God. We have a process we must take to hear from God and to do his will. It's not a hard process. It's just one essential step people don't care to do because they have their own thoughts on their life. But when we are children of the highest God, we must be, uh, be concerned with his view on our life. Step one, study the word of God. It's confirmation all through the word of God. It promises that it will lead you and teach his plan for your life. And when we study, the Holy Spirit would teach us and show us what's there for our day and season of our life. When we study, we are learning God's character. We are learning how he expects us to live our life. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Step two. Submit your plans to God. Don't allow your wants to overshadow his wants and desires for you. Don't allow what others speak over your life to run your life. We as Christians are supposed to daily speak to the Lord about what, what he wants and desires without his communication. We won't know. And if you can't hear his voice on a particular topic, maybe because he's already spoken to us, or maybe we haven't given him the time even to speak before we leave for prayer time. Allow him to speak. Allow him to show you instead of us assuming because it's just because it's Christian or godly. It's meant to be. That's not the way to look at any particular area of our life. Psalms 37, 4 through 5 says, delight yourself also in the Lord. And he will, He shall give you desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord and also trust in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Step three, listening to God's voice. We have so many different voices and people in our lives that try to lead us in good directions. Sometimes we meet people that don't. But for the most part, we can all say we have people that want us in the will of God. To do this, we must drown out other people's voices and tune into his. To see what he would have us to do. But we won't go far in this if we don't. 
Our identity is in Christ. And while his voice being bigger than what we have going on, we won't know to take the time and be quiet and allow him to speak to us. Psalms 47 and 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will exalt you in the earth. Step four, do whatever he says to do. Now, some of us like to ignore the fact that he says not to do something. And we do the complete opposite. But once we know that he de he desires, we must try to do it. It has been plenty of times since he has spoken to me and told me what he wanted. And I didn't like it, nor did I want to do it. But, but I did it. Anyway, we, we don't want to be like Jonah and know the will of God and do the opposite. Whatever God has planned for you, if he's spoken it to you, let God place it in you and through you so you may do it. Jonah 1 3 says, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarnish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that part. After paying the fare, he went on board and sailed to for Tarnish, Tarnish to flee from the Lord. Today, we cover some of the bases of what we should do to learn his will. We learned that we must surrender our time and thinking to him and that we have to read our words so that it may help us to turn down the volumes of other people in our lives. And our primary focus needs to be what pleases God. What does he want from us? Will this make him happy? Is this where he wants me to be? If we haven't asked him or ourselves this question, we need to slow down right now and ask him. It's nothing wrong with getting guidance from God. We can hear men and see men, but we also can be misguided by men. We have to understand that our lives isn't meant to be placed from hand to hand. Our life needs one hand on it, and that's Jesus. Listen and submit to him today. Prayer. Heavenly Father, as we are learning your word and hearing from you, Help us to direct our steps in wherever you have planned for us. Help us to go through these steps and know you're there and that you would guide us through. Lord, continue to show us your will and how to do it. We desire to hear. We're going to pause right here to give everyone a minute to say, to ask God for what's his will for our lives. Lord, we know you heard us. We know that. We know what we must do now, and we ask you to guide us to order ourselves. We learn, we long to do what you say and follow you. If there's anything in our life that's preventing us from doing it, please remove it. Today, for the rest of our life, we will hear your voice and do your will. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the topic today is what roles does God have paid for me? Now, I can honestly say, like I said in the devotional, there's been times God had told me, what to do and i honestly didn't want to do it but i did it anyway because he is the king of my life he's the leader he's the guide he's my shepherd he's my father and when you say that he's these things you must do what he say not just his will but his commands but today we're talking about his will when he has something planned out for you paved for you he had paved the road for you to go on and you decide to go somewhere else you might not hear his voice for a little bit. Then again, you might get a couple warnings. It just depends on how many times he have told you to do this. Like this podcast, he told me, let's just say it was in August. I think it was. Let's say August. He told me, Lou, I need, I need you to do the, the podcast. I was like, no, no, no. I don't think you're telling me to do a podcast. So I ignored it. I ignored it. I ignored it. I ignored it. Long story short. I went to Best Buy randomly one day, bought a $100 mic, 
put my uh, laptop in the closet and been recording since. He is not going to play games with you when he tell you to do something because everything else in your life won't add up. It won't line up until you do his will. His will is important for you. If you if you call yourself a child of his, the, his will for your life is paramount. It's almost like reading the word, praying, meditating, fasting. Those are things that you need for well-balanced lifestyle in Christianity, your walk with Christ. That's what you need to know what you're doing is right. And just because it sounds Christian or godly or holy doesn't mean it's meant for you to do. You must be for sure about what God is leading you to do. I've met countless of people who will be like, I have an idea. I want to do this. I want to do that. And they have not asked them. And then when things mess up, they're like, I don't know what happened. Did you ask him? Well, I just thought, no, did you ask him? Well, I thought he, no, did you ask him? And they say, no. We have to be for sure. Jonah knew where he's supposed to go. Jonah knew he's supposed to go to Nineveh, but he got on a boat to tarnish through other people's plans and life in, in, a, in, a, in an uproar. And these people had to throw him off the boat. He got swallowed by a whale, and then he was in the in the whale crying, and then God lands him where he's supposed to be. I don't want to be like Jonah. I was like Jonah way too long. I don't want to be like Jonah anymore. We, none of us should want to be like Jonah. We should want to be people that follow God, that does exactly what his will is for our life. It's so many people, countless people in the Bible that that knew what role God wanted them to be on, and they did the opposite, or they went the, the opposite way. And we have people that, that knew the, what God wills for their life, and they went right on, and they kept straight. Peter had one slip-up one time. He, he denied Christ when he got his act together. They don't really summarize how he got his act together, but the next thing you know, he's standing on the porch yelling down at people saying, hey, we're not drunk. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. Next thing you know, he's out preaching and teaching. Next thing you know, he's in jail. Next thing you know, angel gets him out of jail. You see how his life changed? Because he realized that the will that God had for his life, the path that God had paid, Jesus had paid for his life, was the one that he's supposed to be on. And that he couldn't let what he wanted to do or what he assumed change that. We all have these voices and and people and, and family in our life that wants us to do this or wants us to do that. And so we have all these voices talking to us all the time. But what about the main voice? Do we turn the other voices down to hear the main voice? Peter once said, he said, uh, he said, do we serve man or God? I'd rather serve God. I'm paraphrasing. So who do you serve? Who do you listen to? Do you listen to the voices that are louder? Or do you listen to the whisper that's telling you, hey, Lou, I need you to get up and pray to me. Hey, Lou, what are you doing? Can you come um, meditate with me? Hey, Lou, I told you not to do that. Do you listen to that voice? I think a lot of times we allow what we see and what looks good to control our lives. It, it looks good to be married. It looks good to have a uh, husband and kids. It looks good to drive the nice car. It looks good to be in a nice home. It looks good to have the nice career. But did God tell you to get married? Did God tell you to have kids? Did God tell you to get the nice car? Did God tell you to have the nice house? 
or did you assume because these things look good and everyone has it? Everyone has a husband. Everyone has kids. Everyone has a house. I need those things too. I could raise my hand. I was that way at one time. That's all I was chasing. I got to get a husband. I got to get some kids. I got to get that. That's not the path he had for me right then and there. He has something totally different. And I know sometimes that the, the, the wheel that he has for us and the road he has paid for us, it's not what we want to be on. It doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. It don't fit good. But I promise if it's meant for it to be and you give it a good shot, it will start feeling great. It will start feeling comfortable. It will start being your desire. It will be start being a, a something you birth out because it's what God given you to do. When God gives you something to do, when God plants a wheel and a calling and gives you gifts to do that wheel and calling, it's nothing in the world that's going to feel so much better than that. When you submit to God and you say, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. And when you do, it's going to fit like a glove. It's not going to feel as bad as you think. It's not going to look as bad as you think. You're not going to have these lonely days anymore. Days start looking like years. You would think you've been doing this for years because you're so comfortable in it. Because it's what you was built to do. When we follow the will of God, everything starts molding for you. Do, you. do you hear what I said? Let me repeat that for you. What you. If you start doing the will of God, everything starts molding into you for you. Hmm? But we have to be okay with putting on the glove first we have to be okay stepping away from the bigger voices we have to stop looking at what everything looks like and start looking at what god is trying to show us so today if you if you're if you're pushing back the will of god if you're denying your calling in god take a minute and just really think about how, how do you feel right now? How's life going for you? Do everything feel right? Do everything seem right? If it don't, it's because you're not walking on the paved path that God have paved for you. Let's look at some verses. I actually got my Bible today. <laughs> okay, the first verse we're going to look at is Jeremiah 4 and 22. Well, let's no. Let's go to First Peter four and two. First Peter four and two. We're in the NLT version version of everything, just so everyone know. And First um, Peter is right after Hebrews, if I'm not yeah, if I'm not mistaken. What well, those after James? If you got Hebrews, it's James and it's First Peter. Just in case someone's in their paper Bible and some of y'all might actually have your apps open. Probably what I need to do, but it's okay. Um, we're going to go to First Peter 4 and 2. So the Bible says, you won't spend the rest of your life chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. When we are a child of God, we'll stop chasing our own desires. We stop being anxious. We start being anxious to do the will of God. It just confirms what I just said. 
You stop chasing what you think you want to do. You stop chasing other people's dreams and what your parents think you should do and what you think that your calling is. You start chasing and being anxious for God's will for your life. So in, in um, verse three says, you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. Their mortality and lust, their festing and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. It says you have had enough. You have had enough of everything going your way. You have had enough of everything uh, of your, your own will, your own way, the way you wake up, the what you do in the morning, what you do during the day. You have had enough of that. It's time to follow God. It's time to put aside things that you want to do and start placing God's things in front of you. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, so let's 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 pause right there real quick. We all have had moments in our life where we decided that what God wants us to do is not what we want to do. We have all had that 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 time in our life where we feel like maybe just maybe he will see it my way maybe he will be more comfortable with my plan and let's just say we do that let's just say we we don't seek him and we decide we want to do something different we want to open up our own business okay you can go open that business up he'll let you do whatever you want to do and then when things go wrong and you go to him but you don't hear him. And you're like, why don't I hear God? It's because you didn't seek his will. You, you didn't do the, the, the will of God. I think we had talked about King Saul. And the reason why I stay on King Saul so much about being disobedient, because for me, it was the way he did it and how he reached to touch something out of Samuel's hand and it ripped. And when it ripped, it was immediately told to him. It was torn, the, the kingdom was torn out of his hand, and I thought to myself, "Wow! Oh, because he decided to keep a couple people alive and kill a couple sheep. He had lost everything, and I've seen people that have lost everything only because they wanted to do what they wanted to do." So it's not only that you just do your own will and you don't listen to God. That's disobedience. It's habitual sin. It's knowing that you were wrong. It's knowing that a sin isn't a sin that you should do. You still do it. It's knowing that you're, this will that you're trying to create, that you're walking in, is not right. And you decide to do it anyway. So be, disobedience. It's simple disobedience. And the problem is a lot of people don't fear God anymore. They don't. They, they, they rather do whatever they want to do than to do the will of God. It, it's unthinkable. But we all have had that point in our life where we have been disobedient. But that's where grace comes in. That's where grace and mercy come in. You, you see, when... Samuel did what he did. It was no grace and mercy. It was you're wrong, you're wrong. That's it. But because Jesus came and he gave himself for us, he gave us grace and mercy. So can you imagine us living in that time where 
we did something wrong and Jesus didn't give his life to for us. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how many people will be on the outs because they decide to do what they want to do? Let's look at another verse real quick. Okay, the second verse is Proverbs 15 and 22. Go to Proverbs 15 and 22. Still in LLT, NLT. Let's go to 22. Okay. Um, just so you know, just a friendly little tip for anybody that's, that has the paper Bible. The Proverbs is always going to be in the center of your Bible. You can take that Bible, divide it in half, boom, you're right in the center of Proverbs. Okay. Just a friendly tip, just in case someone didn't know that. Okay. So we're going to go to Proverbs 15 and 22. It says, Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Your plans go wrong in life. Our plans go wrong in life. My plans go wrong in life from lack of advice. That advice we get from God because he's the ruler of our life. So we should ask him, how do you want my life to go? Is this what you want me to do? And now he's not saying, okay, God, what kind of shirt should I wear? What kind of pants should I wear? What color should I wear? He's not saying that. He's saying, I mean, he cares about every aspect, but we're talking about his will. So let's just say I, I want to open up a donut shop. God, is your will for me to open a donut shop? It says here, plans go wrong because of lack of advice. I, I didn't seek God for his advice. I didn't seek God for his counseling. A, a lot of times things fail because we don't ask him nothing. We just do, do, do. We, we just do it. No. No, when we're a child of the king, we have to ask. It's as many advisors bring success. When we ask God. When we go and talk to God about our life, it says here, it will bring us success. We, we have to think that, yeah, it's going to be moments in our life where things don't go our way. Doesn't mean it's not the, the will of God. It's going to be times in our life where we're sitting there and we're going to say, God, where are you? Doesn't mean God isn't there. It just means we misstepped. But in the missteps, and we, we think about, did I ask him what his will is? And during that misstep, and we, we go back and we say, God, I didn't ask you anything. I didn't ask you what you want me to do. Just like Daniel, when he called, counted the people, he just counted them. He knew he didn't supposed to, but he counted them. Just like when he slept with Bathsheba, he knew he didn't supposed to, but he did it. It's just like the prophet that, that ate from the man's house. He knew he didn't supposed to, but he, they did it anyway. We have to start being people that follow God and not expect God to follow us. This generation here, and, and not just this generation, just people in general in this era of time. Because a lot of people like to blame a certain generation for this and a certain generation this. I'm going to say the people of this day and age, the problem is they don't want to be told what to do. Everyone wants to live their life according to how they want to live it. And that's not how you're supposed to live it. If you're a child of God, this Bible is your guide. If you're a child of God, you wait for the voice of God. If he don't tell you to move, you don't move. You don't assume. You wait. Because because in your waiting, in your waiting, you will hear God. That's when you learn patience. 
See, everything's a pattern. Like the, the when I seen those guys paint the road, there was one guy that, that went down the road with the pavement. The one guy went down with the lines. The other guy went down with the other lines. I'm thinking myself, why couldn't the guy with the other lines do the other lines? But, hey, you know, I'm not over it. It's steps and process that have to happen in your life that God wants you to do before you get to a certain point. But what happens is we're so impatient and we don't want to take the baby steps. We don't want to get the guidance. We don't want to sit and listen. We don't want to sit and pray. We want to jump to the end of the process. And that's not going to happen. That's not what God's going to allow us to do. And yes, I know we all are anxious to get to the end of the road. I, I promise you, I was anxious to get to the end of the road. But what happens is when we rush it, we only throw ourselves back, Father. We have to stop and start enjoying the process. We're going to go over the steps real quick. Okay, so step one. Study the Word of God. In the Word of God, you will find what He wants to tell you when you study the Word of God. He would tell you, okay, this is what I want you to do, X, Y, and Z. As you read, the Holy Spirit will talk to you. Step two is to submit your plans to God. Tell Him, hey, God, this is what I want to do. He says, no, you're not opening and doing a shop. Don't listen to Bob and accounting. Okay, I won't listen to Bob and accounting. I won't open the donut shop. Simple point. Submit your plans to God. Step three, listen to the voice of God. Stop listening to Bob and County. Listen to the voice of God. The voice of God will always lead you where other people can't take you. They can only give you surface level advice. God can give you spiritual advice. God can give you mental advice. God can give you advice on every aspect of your life. But you have to be willing, willing to listen. Step four, do whatever he says to do. Now, this is an important step because a lot of times we don't want to do this part. Do what he says to do because either it's fear, either it's, I hate to say it, laziness, or we just don't care to do it. See, Another tip is, if, you, if you're doing the will of God and you're walking, you're calling, he's not going to call people that are lazy, people that don't want to get up and do the things that he asked them to do. He's going to ask the people, to, he's going to place callings on people that want to get up and do things, want to get up and see things happen, want to get up and save souls, want to get up and feed the hungry, get up and do this, get up and do that. He's not going to place a calling. He's going to place a calling on a lazy person. But it's up to a point to a lazy person to get up and do it. So most of the time, when you see people that are active and they're doing this, they're doing that, it's because they're not lazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to be very transparent with you. When he asked me to do it, I was lazy. I did not want to move. I wanted my life to keep going the way it wanted to go. You don't know why? Because it's lazy. I was fearful and lazy. But you cannot be lazy when it comes to the works of God. When he tells you to do something, stop. Take a minute and say, God, I don't want to do this because of this. Can you help me get past this point? And my biggest fear of doing a podcast was that I didn't think people would want to hear me. 
Because I've had people in my life all the time tell me, be quiet, you talk too much. Be quiet, you don't know what you're talking about. You see, those are other voices that I needed to turn down. And see, once I got in, I took that knob and I turned those people down and I started turning him up. He said, you don't have to talk. He said, I will talk through you. So now I got up to three that week. You hear me say we a lot because I'm talking about those here. We got over 3,000 replays. We got 2,000 people listening from different apps. All because I was obedient. We have to start being obedient and doing the will of God. Hope you all enjoyed this. Um, My time is coming up. Um, remember Jesus loves you. I love you too. Pray about the will of God because it is important in your life as a believer. It's essential to that. Thank you. Have a blessed day.